0: lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 99 of Confidence for Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Elaine Capogines. And Elaine and I talk about the importance of using media to amplify female voices. Elaine and I have a personal connection. She has been my media coach for quite some time, and I've worked with her in many other projects in my business as well. So I really attribute a lot of my growth and the beautiful evolution that I've seen in the last many years uh, to working with Elaine. She is also the media force behind all the publicity for my new book, Release, A Women's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend, which you can learn more about by going to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book. In our conversation today, Elaine talks about what she has observed in terms of the lack of female voices in the media, specifically Canadian media, um, which is what we focus on. But also, if you are somebody wanting to get exposure, get your voice heard, what are some of those ways and steps for you to get started? This was a juicy conversation, and even if you are not a business owner you know, looking to get media coverage per se, this episode, it's still very important because so many women have such deep fears of being seen, of being heard, especially when they're talking about massive outlets such as TV, newspapers, and all that stuff. So I really encourage you to listen to this and contemplate what does visibility mean to you and using some of your lane's tips to really boost your confidence and put yourself out there more so let me properly introduce you to Elaine. With nearly two decades of experience as a journalist and magazine publisher, Elaine Capogines now uses that experience to educate and empower entrepreneurs, business owners, and other professionals to get their voice into the media. As a creator and host of Pitch Class, an online training platform teaching participants how to do their own PR and media relations, she has reached hundreds of entrepreneurs with her message that the media needs new and diverse voices to interview. Her students have been seen in dozens of top-tier media outlets, including CHCH Morning Live, Business Insider, Oxygen Magazine, Toronto Star, Yahoo News, and more. Here is Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Welcome to the show. It is such a honor for me to have you here today. Welcome.
1: oh thanks, Juliana. I, I I'm so honored to be here. I'm, I'm really. I've been really looking forward to this conversation ever since you asked me oh, to join you.
0: I love it. And you have been like such an instrumental person in my business journey. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come up during our conversation today. So uh, this is really special for me as well to have oh, I'm, you here. me as well. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So to get us started, my favorite place to start is by giving you the chance to describe what does confidence mean to you?
1: Mm, I love this question and I'm glad you asked it. So, um, you know, it's not an easy answer. I would say confidence is it really does run the gamut of, of you know, different emotions and and different experiences. But I think for me personally, um, I started to identify with the word confidence at a very young age. It was just it was actually something that was I, I found people telling me as a teenager, my friends were like, wow, you're so confident. And at the time, I didn't really understand what that meant. It was just one of these um, descriptive words that I that I kept hearing over and over again. So it took me a long time to sort of process what that actually meant. And what was it that people were seeing in me that that I was portraying an outward confidence, Mm -hmm. almost subconsciously. (laughs) And I think for me, it was just, you know, it's I'm very grounded in who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you met me when I was 15, I'm pretty much the same person I am today. Um, I think a lot of that came from, you know, having a really solid, um, family um, that supported me, you know, supported my dreams, supported, you know, what I wanted to do. Mm. So, you know, I never, I never second guessed my decisions. And I think mm-hmm. that was a lot of where that outward confidence came from. And now I think it, that translates to an adult as well. You know, I'm very, yeah. I'm very secure in who I am. And, and I'm very confident when I make decisions. So I, I think that's really what it is, is just kind of knowing who you are, and what you want, and then, you know, pursuing that. And
0: yeah, yeah I think that served me well. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic definition. Actually, I resonate with it so deeply. <laughs> and I, I would say like my reasons for it are very much the same. Like I was really blessed to be raised in a very solid family that yeah. just really I would say accepted my choices and my paths, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think
1: part of that is it's the security piece, right? Like yeah. I always had a place to, you know, home was a very secure place. So, you know, I think I gained a lot of my own internal security from being in a safe space at home as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely not something I've ever taken for granted, having that experience.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And having that certainty and the groundness like you said yeah. like in yourself and you know making the choices we make regardless of them you know how things turn out i think it's the beautiful part of it yeah um, definitely and you know yeah. this this question i like that you asked this question so one
1: of my favorite podcasts that i listen to is called clear and vivid with alan alda and it's about communication and mm-hmm. it's my absolute favorite podcast i love alan alda and he at the end of all of his episodes he asked three questions to all of his Mm -hmm. guests and one of the questions is what gives you confidence and you know i was you know you kind of play these things in your head right like if alan alda were to ask me (laughs) that question what would i say (laughs) so i've thought about this and you know i think that my answer would be um knowledge gives me confidence as well you know if i'm feeling very like if i have um If I'm feeling very secure in the answer that I can give, that gives me a lot of confidence. There's a lot of topics that I can talk about, you know, very confidently. I I am an, you know, I can say that I am an expert in these topics. So it's that idea of like just having that knowledge and then being secure in yourself to communicate that with somebody else.
0: I think that's just a huge confidence boost for people, right? Absolutely. And I say often to people like in this podcast specifically, that confidence is relative, right? Because I'm very confident too speaking on the topics that I know about. But if I were to speak about the example always comes to my mind is like real estate investing, I would be terrified, right? Because I know absolutely nothing about it. Yes, (laughs) I think it's relative to knowing where your zone of genius, like what is really like your priorities in life and the things yeah. that you have experiences on and stay in that lane. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's that zone yeah. of genius. And, you know, I think this is going to segue into what we're going to talk about. But yes. and then when I'm coaching my clients in terms of the media as well, you know, it is it's it stay in your lane, right? Find your lane, yeah. find your zone of genius, find that that scope that you're comfortable about talking, you know, talking about and then stay in that lane. And if you do ever feel I was actually just doing a coaching uh, interview coaching call yesterday with one of my clients, and she was worried about being asked a question that she wasn't sure about. And I said, that's fine. You know, if you're secure enough in yourself and your answer to say, you know what, I'm not really sure. And then try to bring it back into your zone of expertise. And there's kind of ways that you can manipulate the conversation in order to stay in that lane. And that's really where you're going to come away from an interview being like, wow, I was really confident in my answer. Like that went really, really well because, you
0: know, you know, your zone and you stayed within it. Absolutely. I think it's, an incredible and like, golden nugget already, you know, just to take <laughs> home. But it is so true. And I think that applies to all areas of life in different yeah. forms, right? And also just one quick last thing about that that comes to mind. Um, when I was back in corporate many, many years ago, we went to a really high profile meeting with researchers. It was like with one of the Canadian universities and all. And my team member didn't have the same scientific background that I did. But because my background was somewhat in the vicinity of the experts in the room, um, I just came into that meeting a little bit more anxious, right? In case my knowledge, if there's a knowledge gap, he comes in very comfortable <laughs> and tells the team the, on the table, like all those big names. I know absolutely nothing about this topic. Give me the five minute, like dumb it down for me. Just tell me what we're talking about so I can do my part, right? Yeah. And as he's doing that, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, this is the most confident I've seen him talk because he was so okay with just saying this is not my expertise, but yes. knowing your side is important for what I do and what I bring to the table. That was such a beautiful lesson for me. It's like, wow, like there's such power, right, in owning what you know and staying yes. there and giving the other person the room to own what they know. Uh, So, yeah, so that was just an example that popped. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful example. I think you're right. There is a power in, you know, expressing
1: and saying, I don't know. And rather than I think, um, and I think especially women, we just have this tendency to, you know, um, maybe people please a little bit where it's like, if they ask a question, like you need to be able to provide an answer. And, you know, this was a big lesson for me as a mom with, you know, Mm -hmm. two kids coming peppering at me with like a million different questions. (laughs) And my immediate response is just to answer their question, right? No matter what, but, you know, as the questions, you know, my daughters are getting a bit older now. So as the questions become more complicated, um, you know, it is that idea of stepping back and say, you know what, kid, I don't have any idea. Let Mm -hmm. me look it up. Let me talk to somebody and I'll get back to you with an answer. And, you know, I think that there, like you said, there's a lot of power in owning up to what you don't know Mm-hmm. being okay, learning what you don't know, or yeah. deferring to, you know, an, 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 a different expert.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Anything mm-hmm. tech, I'm like, go talk to your dad. I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's the expert Love on that in the house. <laughs> Love it. That's perfect. And I think that is a nice segue to the other bigger topic I want to talk to you about. And I'll give you a little bit of context to why I'm asking this question. But the topic is very much about feeling heard right as women and i know your focus would definitely be on the media because you know 20 years in the journalistic world um, that is your zone of genius yeah. but also i think the the qualifying why i'm asking you this question is that i'm a talker as most people <laughs> know uh, and 17 plus years ago 17 ish When I moved from Brazil to Canada, I didn't speak English. Right, I could read some, and we took a grammar course. Is that have not been very useful? (laughs) If I want to be honest, Um, but I remember so clearly coming here, not having anybody that I knew, uh, even that spoke Portuguese, but most most importantly, not being able to communicate at least for the first couple of months, and that was for me the most incredible experience of feeling so disempowered for not being able Mm. to use my voice and to express myself in my preferred way which was also a huge catalyst to really make me learn the language fast right so I'm not complaining about it but I'm just saying that that was the first time I recognized the value and the importance of communication at least in my world right um so that is kind of like I've always been interested in that concept but now from a professional standpoint Mm -hmm. and working with so many business owners as clients as colleagues and seeing right people holding back their voice in terms of media and putting themselves out there it fascinates me like i'm very personally interested in this (laughs) document so i thought you're the perfect person to talk to about this right so from your 20 plus years in industry and owning a very successful magazine right that you uh holistic parents that you had before Like, what have you seen in terms of women expressing themselves and their voices in the media?
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, such a great topic. I just I could talk about this topic all day. So, (laughs) um, thank you for allowing me to communicate my zone of expertise here. Um, yeah, and you know, I I think that's great. And and I actually have hosted you know masterclasses and and you know part of the courses that I run. Um, there is a piece of the what I call um the media mindset. And I've presented yeah. on this a couple of different um er- a, a couple of different times at different conferences. But um, it's the idea that we do hold ourselves back, right? and And some of that comes from, um you know what I refer to as as limiting beliefs, but, you know, it could be negative self-talk. It could be imposter syndrome, kind of whatever kind of term. You connect with, mm-hmm. but what it is is it's it's the idea that you're holding yourself back from something. And a lot of the times when I'm talking to people who want to get in the media, they have a desire to share their voice. They want to grow their business, and you know, getting er- that earned media coverage, getting those interviews, um, it's a really powerful way to to you know position yourself as a thought leader in your industry, to grow your audience, gain that credibility. There's just so many benefits to pursuing a a media strategy or, or putting yourself out there for media interviews. But there is something that tends to hold people back and especially women. And, you know, we kind of go through some of these limiting beliefs that I've heard from clients that I continue to hear from women. And, you know, some of it's I'm too shy. I'm an introvert. Um, I don't really have anything to say. Um, My favorite one that people tell me is why, 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 why would I talk about this? There's so many people who have more experience or more better experience or better education than I do. Why am I, why on earth would I be the one for people to talk to? And, you know, in my presentation, I actually like physically put a big X (laughs) through (laughs) these thoughts because they're not truths, Yeah. right? These are not true statements. These are just things that are, that are, you know, for one reason or the other, they're holding you back from something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So some of that is just identifying what those thoughts are. And then what the exercise that I go through with people is we replace them with truth statements. So what we do is we take, you know, so say, um, what was the first one I said, like, I'm too shy, right? Or I'm an introvert, those kind of two things tend to kind of go together a little bit. Well, then what we do is we go back and I say, like, well, when was a when was, you know, what was an instance that you can think of where, you know, you, you weren't an you weren't too shy to step up and use your voice, right? Maybe it was sticking up for your kid yeah. um, in, in a school situation, right where, where you were able to put that shyness behind mm-hmm. you and really step forward and use your voice yeah. for something really meaningful. Same thing in a, in a employment context, maybe you nailed a presentation, right? Like you like you know we were just talking about before, maybe you got into that boardroom, And you had your zone of expertise just ready to go. And man, you nailed that interview. That's the truth, right? That's where the truth comes in. You saying you're too shy to get up and talk in front of a crowd. I'm going to challenge most people on that. There has Mm -hmm. been an instance where you've been able to use your voice in an extraordinarily powerful way. So that's, you know, we just start, we start talking about these things and we start saying, what are the things that are holding you back? And what really are the truth statements? And I think the biggest takeaway that I always want people to come away from with this talk or, you know, when I'm when I'm starting a new course, we always start with this conversation um, is that the media needs people. Journalists, if they if journalists don't have people to talk to, they don't have stories. <laughs> yes. Right. You and I think it. we kind of forget this is there there's this idea that, you know, there's gatekeepers behind the media. Right. You need a PR rep or you need a PR agency in order to be the gatekeepers to get you into the media. Well, that's a lot of what I do is is telling people that you don't need to do that. You can do this on your own. You just need to know how. Yeah. Um. But part of that is just understanding that, like. They're not doing you a favor by featuring your business or or talking to you you're doing them a favor because you're giving them a voice mm-hmm. you're giving them an opinion you're you're giving inspiration information you're you're tapping into your zone of genius or your what we call expert topics you're tapping into that and you're you're putting your voice out there to move the conversation forward mm-hmm. right or to add a different perspective to a conversation that's already happening And this becomes even more amplified when we're talking about underrepresented segments of our community, women, racialized, black communities, marginalized communities, right? When we're talking about these communities, these people that are not being represented in mainstream media, it becomes even more important for us to become empowered to put our voices out there because the media and the news, what the entire driver of media is to inform our lives and help us make decisions about ourselves and our families. And if we're not getting a diverse perspective, how are we supposed to make decisions? If we're not seeing ourselves represented in the media, Mm -hmm. how on earth are we supposed to make informed decisions? So this is my entire mission is to tell people that the media needs you. They need your voice. They need your opinions. They need your expertise right? If they don't have that, they don't have a job, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Freelance journalists make their money by submitting articles to publications. If they don't have stories, they don't have people to talk to, they don't have a job. Yeah. So it's almost this like reverse thinking where, you know, they're not doing you a favor, you're doing them a favor. And that sets up, that that sets people up for a different
0: type of success. So absolutely. Um, Yeah, that was a bit rambling, but I hope that answered your question. No, that's absolutely. And even like, as I was talking, like I was thinking, okay, from my perspective, like where have I found to, or what have I found to be like my sort of like roadblocks, right? Mm -hmm. And I also am expressing this based on a lot of the women's mastermind Mm -hmm. groups and communities Mm -hmm. that I'm part of. And I would say for us in the wellness space, because we can go in so many areas and trajectories, right? A lot of times I would say my main problem was for many years clarity on not just the specific lane that I wanted to specialize, because that felt like a huge commitment, right? Yeah. <laughs> but also really understanding what was that huge mission in my heart and how yeah. did that connect with the lane that I scientifically studied and wanted to mm-hmm. connect with. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's true for so many women, for example, if you have a bachelor's of arts or, you know, any of those degrees that are a little bit more open, right, that you could go in so many mediums and areas yeah. and directions. And I think, you know, until we have that clarity and certainty that this is what I'm most passionate about, some people yeah. don't even, some people are not evil, right, to narrow themselves down. And I think yeah. that that causes some of that overwhelm because you feel, wow, I'm almost like you know, an expert in many things, but I mastered none of them type of yeah. thing, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, one of the exercises that we do is to help narrow down that expert topic. And sometimes it is about, it's not separate, it's separating out everything you can talk about. With the things that are going to be the most impactful for the media, right? And that's where right. those expert topics come in. It's just because, you know, I'm just going to take a yoga instructor because they're really, I, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> they're really easy to talk about, right? So yeah. because there's a bunch of different areas that, so just because you're a yoga instructor, right, you could do kids yoga, you could do family yoga, you could do prenatal yoga, you could do yoga therapy, um, you could do hot yoga. Like there's, it's such a massive area that you yeah. could potentially talk about but when you're narrowing your expert topics down of what do i want to talk about the meat to the media how what do i want to position myself as a thought leader in mm-hmm. right it's really narrowing it down to you know it's a similar sort of process as when you're trying to find your niche right yeah. like you know as a holistic nutritionist i'm sure you do this right is yeah. is and, and i'm sure you coach people and anybody who's gone through especially in the wellness space is what's your niche what are you going to specialize in, right? Just because you can do all of this stuff doesn't mean exactly. that, you know, that that's a you know it's what's that um, what's that cliche? Like if you appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. Yeah. Well, it's the exact same thing when you're talking about media and how you want to position yourself in the media. If you go in and say, you know, some of the worst pitches I've ever received, like I've I've been working in this industry for, like I said, almost 20 years. Um, I have received thousands of pitches, interviewed hundreds of people. Um, the worst pitches I ever have received, especially when I was running the magazine was, um, I'm going to pick on you, Juliana, just, (laughs) this is totally fictional. You did not send me this pitch, but you know, where, (laughs) where it says, you know, hi, Elaine, I'm Juliana. I'm a holistic nutritionist in uh, Basin Waterloo. Um, if you ever need, you know, somebody to talk to, let me know. And I go, Okay. Cool. Like, wow. Well, talk, this is about what, right? like, <laughs> talk about what? Like, the entire goal is to make the editor's job easier. Yeah. You that 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 pitch that email made my job no easier at all. Yeah. Right. I need something specific. I need to know that you specialize in gut health for infants age zero to three weeks. Um, and 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 right? Like, you yeah. really need to to have that little nugget and. The thing that people forget is it can change and it can evolve. And just because you're positioning yourself as an expert in this one topic, or I try to do one or two topics for my clients, doesn't mean that that doesn't evolve as the news cycle changes or as your business evolves. You know, it's not like you're just stuck with this, like, I can only talk about, you mm-hmm. know, gut health for infants. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm absolutely. ever going to talk about, right? it's just it's it's picking that niche getting as specific as possible and it's just going to make it's going to make your job pitching to the media easier and it's going to make the editors job easier because they're going to go oh wow you know what i'm i you know i am working on a story about infants i never considered that gut health was an issue and i never would have thought to talk about to a holistic nutritionist right mm-hmm. and now you've sparked something the chances that that person is going to say yes to that pitch just you know skyrockets right yeah. so yeah, it really is about knowing, you know, it's not just about knowing your lane, but it's about knowing how you can utilize that to to push the conversation forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thinking like on a practical sense of so say even somebody that either maybe is not a business owner, but is building a personal brand or mm-hmm. somebody like in the corporate setting, right? So we talked about the limiting beliefs and the mindset aspect of okay. it, which absolutely Um, But if somebody is using that for getting their voices heard in other ways, right, what are some things to consider early on if they feel they're never putting themselves up for the promotion, they're never, you know, volunteering to go and do the scary presentations in front of the whole board? Like, what are some strategies or things to consider that you can share?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's just remembering that you have a voice and that you have a story to tell and you have opinions. and. You know, people value that. People value those people who step up, and even if you know, even if you're not feeling confident, or you know, you you know, all of these like negative self talk, like I'm going to fail, I'm going to sound like an idiot, like all that stuff. People respect other people who get up and just use their voice, right? So, I think some of it is just kind of figuring out what is holding you back and why, and like you said, replacing some of those Mm -hmm. um, limiting beliefs with the truth statements, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to get up and do that presentation. Well, what's the truth of that matter? As you get that presentation, you are going to get the attention of the right people in your corporation. And, you know, that could potentially lead to other job opportunities, right? Like, that's yeah. the truth, right? So I think, yeah, some of it's just stepping back and figuring out, like, what's holding you back and why? How are you going to replace that with a truth statement? And then honestly, I think sometimes it's just doing it, It's just jumping in with both feet and, you know, whether you're launching into a media strategy or whether you're launching a new business or whether you're pursuing a career advancement, um, there's never really the perfect time to do it. Right. And I think, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure you (laughs) see this, right. People sitting back and saying like, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to do it until, you know, this, this, and this happens. Right. Or I've got to wait until I've got this, this, and this done. And You know, I think I see this a lot with my business coaching clients and then also with my media coaching clients as well. I can't launch into a media strategy yet because my website's not perfect Mm -hmm. or, you know, a year from now, I'm probably going to do a rebrand. So I'm just going to wait until the rebrand. Well, no, there's no perfect time. You're always going to have an excuse. So, you know, I think it's just sometimes it's just about jumping in with both feet and figuring it
0: out as you go. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release, A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead steady rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. And I love it to actually, like, it's almost like that honesty with self, right? And the one experience yeah. that comes to my mind early in my corporate years, this is many years ago now, right? <laughs> over 10 years ago. Um, anyways, um, I had to go abroad to give, I think it was a four day talk. So I talked four different times for the, the five days were in Austria, I think. And I was talking about the redesign of the products that I did myself, but I knew that I was going to be questioned and how it really compared to the last 10 years that the product existed prior to what I did that I was not working there for, right? So I knew I was going to be asked questions that something had not done, had no experience with. And I had maybe like, a few weeks to prepare like it was not a lot of notice right <laughs> sounds terrifying <laughs> um, and i was talking also at that time i was fairly young you know talking to people that you know were older than my parents right like on the mm-hmm. audience from i think it was like 20 different countries 28 different countries so i'm talking about different cultural backgrounds looking at a young woman on stage there's all those aspects to consider right yeah yeah and what i remember i did is that i not maybe now in hindsight i think that was a good strategy but As I was doing it, it just came out of me. But I got really honest with myself to understand why I was a little or a lot anxious about. I Mm -hmm. kind of wrote down the areas that I perceived with the gaps I had. And that is all I focused on to prepare. I know some people may suggest you focus on your strengths and boosting it up. I did the opposite because I know I'm comfortable with what I'm going (laughs) at. But I really focused on what I perceived to be my missing gaps. Because when I felt, felt prepared to answer mm-hmm. things that came before my time, then I wasn't nervous anymore. And it was such a fun experience. And it was probably like the beginning that launched me to know, okay, I can do this in English. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready. But you know, it was a very, I'd say, stressful process getting honest with myself. I think that was the hardest part. Not even the preparation, but it was uncovering all my uncomfortable, you know, like little thought processes. And now, like you said, not just limiting beliefs, but even technical gaps of knowledge. Yeah. that Yeah, I absolutely.
1: And that's actually, that's such a great strategy. And it's one that I implement with my clients when we're doing interview prep. So, you know, um, for example, I'm, I'm working with a client now, she's going to be going on her first television interview ever in her life. Ooh, and it. she's, yeah, she's, she's excited. It's a great opportunity, but she's very, very nervous. So, when we did our interview prep meeting, um, earlier this week, you know, we talked, it was exactly that it was identifying the gaps in her knowledge. And, and, you yeah. know, because I kept telling her, like, she can talk about this stuff, right? Like she can talk about it in her sleep. Yeah. She's got a lot of experience. She's you're very well-spoken. Like she can talk about it, but she was focusing on those questions that may be asked and how she was going to, um, answer them in a spontaneous way. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we sort of broke it down and we said, well, you know, what if, she, what if she could ask you this or you could be asked this, what would you say? And some of that was just practicing, you know, like I said before, acknowledging, you know what, that's really not my area. But then the way that you word it, you can bring it back to your area. No, yeah. I did. You know what? I am i don't know anything about this, but that's very similar to what I can talk about and then you you get back into your lane yeah so you know interview being interviewed on the media I I, I've said it before is is nobody's good at being interviewed like is anybody (laughs) born good at being interviewed and and this could be a job like a job interview or a television (laughs) interview or a podcast interview like is anybody born with this skill I don't think so. It's no. something, a muscle that you develop. And the yes. more you do it, the more and the more prepared you are. And like you said, if the more you identify those gaps, right, it's it's you're, it's you're a skill that you're going to be able to develop and get better at and feel more comfortable at and bringing it back to our original conversation, getting that confidence. Yes. Right. Um, even with myself, um, so my very first television interview, I think, was in and. 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. So it was a couple of years after I'd started the magazine and I decided I needed to do some publicity for the magazine Mm -hmm. locally. So I reached out to the local Rogers television station and, and pitched my story idea and it was picked up and I was thrilled. And even though, you know, my, most of my journalism career has been on the print side. So, you know, I've, I've interviewed hundreds of people for, for articles that I've written. Yeah but I had never been in front of the camera in that way before. Mm-hmm. And I had very rarely been interviewed for the other side before. So that, yeah. that experience, even with, at that point, I think I, I was like 15 years into my career. I showed up at the studio. Now this was when we actually went to studios and not, yeah, did, yeah. Like, <laughs> virtual <interviews. laughs> um, walked into the studio, lights, big cameras, the you know two producers the host they come and mic you up I was I was sweating and (laughs) shaking and when you know they say okay roll and she starts asking questions and I'm listening back and like you can hear like my voice is shaking I like messed up I think they asked me about like the the release of the new issue I totally messed up what month it was coming out like (laughs) I was a mess (laughs) I love it (laughs) Right. It was a total mess. Um, And I actually couldn't watch the interview. Probably I, I taped. This is also, you know, when I still had cable and a PVR and yes. so we, I recorded the, the interview and it literally probably took me six months to watch the interview. And it wasn't until I was invited back. To do another segment, I was like, "Oh man, like I really should watch this and see how bad it was." And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, that actually wasn't as bad as I remembered." <laughs> so- yeah, isn't it amazing?
0: It <laughs> it's is totally so amazing. True. The
1: way that we perceive and experience um, is so much different. So, also going back to when you're talking about your gaps, is it is important to go back and and review what you've done, right? Is if you if it is your first television interview or if it is a first podcast interview, go back and listen to it and identify. You know, it's it's um, it's called a post-mortem, right? It's to go yeah. back and, and take a look and see and, I, and be really, really truthful for, with yourself, right? And say, these are the gaps of in my skill being interviewed and how am I going to get better at it, right? Like, so, oh, I that answer was too long. Um, I'm too, I'm very like handsy, right? So <laughs> I have to be very careful um, when I meet being interviewed um, on camera, that I'm not, my hands aren't like flailing all over the place. It's really <laughs> distracting. Um, I also, when I get really excited or we, when I'm very confident about talk, talking about a topic, I talk very loud and I talk very fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when I'm, especially when I'm doing a, t- a television interview and I've done, um, probably, uh, I don't know, seven or eight with Rogers TV at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to make a very concerted effort to to just calm my energy, to speak Mm -hmm. a little slower than I normally would and to watch the volume of my voice. And that that has only come with practice. Absolutely. Being put into that situation, reviewing and being like, oh, wow, I was you know, I, I didn't like the way I did this. I didn't. And then and then getting better at it. So I think you absolutely nailed it with being just really brutally, brutally honest with yourself on where you can improve and then taking those steps to improve because we all do, right? It's a skill that we all develop, whether it's a media interview or like you said, a presentation in front of, you know, an international audience. Um, It just takes practice and you've got to put yourself into those situations in order to get better at them or it's yeah. it's all just theoretical
0: <laughs> yeah we all know that we don't grow within our little box of comfort right like it actually yeah. has to be within you know the limits of it or outside of it in some cases and i think the final piece too that i wanted to just kind of tie back that you said way earlier uh, today is that knowledge or not even just knowledge but the uh, recognition that we all have a very important story to tell right yes i i Always, and I, I say this even in different forms, but I always get so fascinated with people when I learn about them, even if it's something like on a TV show, even if it's a fictitious character and they're pres- portrayed as the villain and stuff, and then you see the behind the scenes of what made them, you know, make those decisions. And then your heart opens, right? Like yeah. even like in a fictitious, like movie type of thing way, but in real life, like when you really give people, you know, the benefit of sharing who they are truly, not just the facade they put out. I find it very hard to not love everybody, like, you know, yeah. um, and just having that same Type of self love for self that your experiences matter, right? Like your voice yeah. matters. Which I think I have one more thing I wanted to ask you before you tell us how to find you online. Uh, <laughs> so I know you worked on a very interesting project called Graph Source. Mm-hmm. And we've really that mission and that intention of bringing, you know, a different way for voices to be heard in a lot of those communities that don't necessarily get as much airtime, I guess. Yep. Yep. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the mission, the vision, and tell us what Graph Source is
1: yeah i'm so glad you asked i really haven't had a so you know uh, we talked before the podcast this is still in a beta phase so it's been really fun to um to kind of develop it and and work through some of the kinks and then you know um and then having an opportunity to talk about it so um yeah the the idea for graph source came about about uh about a year a year ago um maybe a year and a half ago um Uh, through the University of Western Ontario, which I guess is Western Ontario now, (laughs) their (laughs) business school is Ivy um, School of Business. So they were running a free masterclass for any Western alum um, in order to help uh, with their entrepreneurship efforts during the pandemic. So it was a free six-week course. um, So I thought, sure, why not? I'm at home with my kids during the pandemic. Let's let's do a business course. Why not? (laughs) So anyway... I did the six week course and it was phenomenal. And it really gave me an opportunity to, like you said, you know, stretch my thinking and stretch how, and I was, you know, struggling a little bit with the business being a service-based business and how I was going to grow. So this was really how, why I was attracted to this program. And I connected with one of the professors and he asked me a question. And this is a question that I actually ask a lot of my clients now is, you know, if you want to grow your business, he said to me, take a look at the processes that you go through on a day to day to day basis or week to week or month to month, these processes that you have to go through to get from a to B to to success and then find the gaps. What is taking too long? What is not being, Mm. what is too time consuming? Find those gaps in the process and then try to fill those gaps in with the technology. So automation, for example, I have adopted a ton of automation in my business. Over the right over the last year and a half year, um, finding those tools that are going to make those processes more streamlined, better, more efficient, faster, and if you find a gap that you can't fill, why can't you develop a technology that can fill it? Nice. And that was really what I did um, with GraphSource, and this is kind of how I came up with the ideas you know pitching is very it's a very arduous process yeah. um there really isn't a shortcut in terms of you know writing an email pitch finding the right person sending it following up um you know didn't work find somebody else to pitch to right like it's quite a process so i really wanted to make the media and getting into the media as as accessible to more people i i really believe that you do not need to hire a very high priced um, PR retainer agency to mm-hmm. do this for you. If you're, if you understand the process, you can do it for yourself. Yeah. So with Source, I really want it. So I, the way I was describing it to my husband, when I kind of came up with the idea, it's like Tinder for the media. <laughs> Love <it's> it. a, <laughs> so, you know, the big picture, um, mission of it is going to is, would be like an app with some, um, matchmaking AI working in the background where it's you know they've got a journalist who's looking for a specific source and we've got a specific source who's able to comment on that and then there's a matchmaking kind of component that goes in the background with the beta testing right now we really are just getting used to the idea of what we're calling micro pitching mm-hmm. so with a traditional pitch it really is it's quite long i've, I've got lots of um email templates that we use with my clients. Um, this is different. This is a, a really different, innovative way to pitch to the media. And right now we're, it's all social media based. So mm-hmm. basically you submit the pitch, it goes up, it gets fanned out to all of our social media. And, um, you know, we're helping make those connections between source and journalist. So mm. it's, um, yeah, it's still, I would still say it's in the beginning testing yeah. phase. Um, But yeah, it's been super fun to work on and um, really stretched my abilities. (laughs) I'm not there. As I mentioned before, I'm not overly tech savvy. But um, yeah, it's really given me an opportunity to kind of stretch my business and think about the process is in a completely different way
0: yeah, so, yeah oh i love that even just like that whole question and you know how to look for those gaps and then you know develop ideas f- to fulfill them is just so brilliant and yeah. i really love what you're doing and to see like for all the times that i've worked with you as your client uh, and now I think this is the third time that I'm working yep. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I keep coming back. Like you always, always overdelivered, delivered And I always felt like you really cared, right? And I think that is such an important quality in any business and any providers of services, no matter what service we provide. And I think Graph stores is such a Incredible, fun, innovative, but also tacky, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> way to continue serving people like that and connecting the people, especially the ones with a little bit of a harder time getting their voices heard, because I know it's a yeah. bit of the focus, right, of their platform as well. It is,
1: yeah. It's really the goal, really, is just to make the media more accessible, and you yeah. know, we do focus on, um, you know, women, um, the black indigenous, racialized, marginalized communities, but then also, you know, um, older older people as well. We've had a couple of those in that 50 plus range nice. saying, you know what, I don't see myself represented in the media. It's all these, you know, it's all the kids in their 20s and 30s, <laughs> you know, what about us? And I said, you know what, that's such a uh, such an amazing point as well. And as well as, um, you know, v- v- invisible or visible disabilities as well. Like there's yeah. no reason that, that we can't have a very diverse pool of sources that we can pull from. Um, There's some shocking statistics out there on, you know, who is actually being represented in the media and um, is an older statistic now, but the one I refer back to is um, I think this was from 2020, um, which probably honestly, it probably hasn't changed very much, but only 34% of the people who are interviewed in Canadian mainstream media are women. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I know this is a completely um very binary way to you know assess things but you know for just the sake of illustration um you know statistics canada breaks things down we are actually females are more of the canadian population but we're only seen one third percent of the time in one third percent one (laughs) (laughs) uh, one third of the time in represented in canadian media yeah and there's a, a major canadian daily Um, That that number is as low as 19%. And Mm. to me, that is just shocking and unacceptable. And you can't even find statistics. um, When you're getting into LGBTQ, when you're getting into black or indigenous or racialized communities, the the stats don't even exist. And I think Mm -hmm. that is, that is a travesty. Um, and a really huge gap in the canadian media right now and if i can fill that gap even
0: like a little tiny bit mm-hmm. i'm i feel like i'm doing my job <laughs> i love it that's fantastic thanks so much for sharing that the mission i can see the passion it's so inspiring it's so i told beautiful. you I'm, I, I can tell my voice is getting louder and my hands are going and i'm talking a lot faster <laughs> I no i think it's you're just like showing like you're speaking from <laughs> your heart, right? And that's what it is. So really for anybody listening that wants to learn about your programs, graph source, and I'll make sure to put all the links below. But tell us a little bit about how to found you, find you online.
1: Yeah. So um, the main brand that I'm working on right now is um, Pitch Class um, mm-hmm. and I can be reached through there. So that is our digital training platform. And that's when I was mentioning about online courses. Mm-hmm. Um, I do training. I train entrepreneurs, small businesses and other professionals how to create their own media strategies, reach out um, and then pitch to media and then leverage that coverage into real business growth. So that is, that's really the mission that I'm on right now is with pitch class. So that's at pitch-class.com. And mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, a, a, I love Instagram. So I'm also quite active on Instagram at uh, just pitch class on Instagram. And then graph source is graphsource.com. Um, you can, you can spell it out and put it in the (laughs) list. Absolutely. Uh, And yeah, if you wanted to submit, we are taking active submissions for pitches, as well as we're going to be creating a database of verified sources. Um, So we're starting to take applications for that as well. So um, definitely check that out if you're interested.
0: (laughs) Yay, that's perfect. Thank you so much. I'll make sure those links are in the show notes. Thank you again for your time today. This was such a fun, awesome conversation. I was so excited about it. And It was amazing. So thank you for your time today. And yeah, and I look forward to keep working with you in the media and getting voices heard. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Juliana. This is super fun. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back.